Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. show with ron russell bringing you the best in music fashion pop culture and entertainment i'm very excited we got a great show for you today and uh, we've got graham russell from air supply coming on it's going to be a lot of fun but before we get started with all the cool things let me first introduce my cool outrageous man about town co-host mr ron russell not so cool it's supposed to be a hundred degrees in new york city this weekend and here and here in Pennsylvania also. But they talk about Palm Springs. Oh, it's so hot in Palm Springs. Why are you moving there? I want to say, you know, what I want to say, but I can't because CBS will complain. But, you know, hey, baby, it's hot all over. It's called global warming, whether you believe it or not. Whether it's you, called summer. No, it's not. It's <laughs> called global warming. It's called the planet is heating up because of the filter we're shooting into the air, of which some people will not recognize as a fact. But it is a fact. Uh, scientists all over the world have said it exists. And we will eventually burn ourselves to death. Thousands of years from now, this planet will be nothing but a crispy cracker. Also, we want to say hello to the fabulous man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, everybody. And Ron, thanks for that depressing intro. I won't live that long. Maybe a thousand years is enough to live. More than a thousand years, I don't want to live. You know, <laughs> y- you'll wrinkle. Well, you're only at 50, so you got a ways to go. I want to get okay. out of here looking good, right? Yeah, isn't my Jimmy sweet? Anyway. So what's up? Ch- Hang wait, on. Wait, 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 wait. Chad, how is your cold? Well, I think I'm clearing up. It's like stuffy a week ago. So, yeah, I healed it naturally. Garlic, olive oil, cayenne, turmeric, 
and you should have gotten your palm with salt water and inhaled it in your nose and out your mouth and you would have disinfected and shr- I have sinuses, so I know, shrank your sinuses. That's kind of like a homemade saline solution? Well, it's like a, a what do you call it, a pot? What's a pot called? The pot that Leslie uses. Net, the, neti pots? Neti pot, whatever they're called. Yeah. How did you know that one, Chad? He's not stupid. I've never heard of that one. Chad, Chad is a very wicked guy, in case you didn't know. Not only is he gorgeous and built like Tarzan, Keep but on. he's got a brain, too. Love Most it. of those guys that are built, you know, like Tarzan, they're gorgeous. They're like dumb broads. But anyway, speaking of broads, it's going to bring me to this point. No, no, no. Wait, I'm not done. We're not done? Not Are done you here that. still? No. Yes, I'm still here. So what's oh. up, chat room? We want to say hello to everybody in the chat room. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun today. I want to thank everybody for promoting the show. It's uh, got lots of promotions and over a million uh, impressions uh, with the fact that Air Supply is coming on the show. Almost two million. No, that's different. You're not keeping things straight. Last week's show was 1.9 million people listening. On SoundCloud. W- watching. I know. We're on number one on SoundCloud for entertainment again. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. And I want to give special shout-out and thank, thank Zar Drew in the chat room. also want to thank Goddess, Lady Lake, Irish Ginger, and Jimmy from the Aquarius View, all you guys for uh, doing so much. And what about Shinzia? She didn't promote the show all over the place like they she did. She does so. She tells everybody to watch it. Oh, I know it. she d- tells everybody to watch it, but they like did press releases for it. And yeah, but she tells people that really watch. Um, so do they. Well, don't. Leave she's out. not even in the chat room. Hi, Chinzy. If you're in the chat room, we love you. She's not. She's picking tomatoes. She's picking tomatoes. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much. And check out the Aquarius View by going to theaquariusview.com. Um, Irish Ginger shows Fridays at 4 p.m. on W4CY Radio. Uh, follow everybody on Twitter and check out Lady Lake Music on Twitter. She's freaking awesome. Oh, Dave from Stars Now UK is also in the chat room. Hello, hello. ITV is not up right now. Uh, I'll put a video of the interview up as soon as the show's over. Smile. All right. Hey, hey guys, smile for the camera. I'll put a picture up. Okay, smile. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. How can okay. you text it to me? All right. I, g- I gave one of my evil smiles. Uh, Chinzi is here. She just logged in. Hello, Chinzi. I guess you're not picking tomatoes now. No, she stopped picking tomatoes because she makes the most incredible tomato sauce for her pastas. Okay. You weren't here, so they said, where's Chinzi? I said, she's out picking tomatoes. <clears throat> That's what I wish I was doing. Anyway, I'm glad that you're in, Chinzia, because I know you're going to agree with me. The media, and I'm sorry to say Jimmy and I are reporters, and we're part of the media because we do report to you things, and I've covered, you know, we do red carpets and covers. Therefore, we are uh, considered media, of which I wish we wouldn't be. I wish we would be just considered entertainers because I'm not proud of being in the media. The media has absolutely destroyed Every bit of dignity anyone has today that is saying the most dreadful things Absolutely. about Milania. Milania. I pronounce it Italian, Milania. That's how her name is pronounced in her country, by the way, Milania. Um, they are calling her a slut. And the new nickname for her now is not Milania Trump. It's Milania Tramp. They have abused this gorgeous, sophisticated, stunning, elegant, fun woman to the point of I cannot stand it anymore. She did not do a damn thing to anyone for them to turn on this woman in such a gross way. They accused Donald Trump of disrespecting women and not liking women. Yet on Facebook, so many men and not gay men, I must say, straight men have made comments calling her slut, tramp, whore, 
disgusting. Did you see her nudes? Is that what you want for the first lady? <clears throat> a nude slut tramp whore. I'm appalled at this. This woman is none of those things. She's a married woman, a respectable woman with a child, and lives quite well and behaves well. She's not a, excuse me, out. she's not a, I'm doing the beginning of the show. Jimmy's going to do the second with air supply. I'm pissed off about this. She is not a drug addict. She is not a prostitute. She is not a murderer. She's a decent woman, a magnificent model who earned a living modeling. Now, I know the business of modeling because I was a model in my younger days, believe it or not. They, they ask you to do a lot of things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you must do. Every model has done nudes. Her nudes are not pornographic. They are not sexual moves or sexual of anything of sexual. They're simply the beauty of photography and the human body. And her body is certainly beautiful. Gorgeous. I, I look at her pictures as art, not as whack-off pictures, okay? Now, Grace Kelly, whom I adore, love, and worship. I think she was one of the most beautiful women in the world, one of the most elegant women in the world, one of the classiest women in the world. Chic, fabulous, I can't find another word to describe this exquisite human being. Mr. Blackwell of the 10 Worst Dress List, who was my best and dearest friend in the world, Dick and I hung out together, or Richard, I should say. He hated when I called him Little Dick. <laughs> that was my nickname for him, Little Dicky. Anyway, he used to go after me. Um, Richard confessed a lot of stuff to me over the years of our dear friendship. Of course, I said I would never repeat them because I don't believe in maligning anyone unnecessarily. He knew Grace Kelly quite well. He designed for her, and she was a friend of his. He told me that Grace Kelly was not the girl you thought she was, the ice princess. Grace Kelly had a very, very healthy sexual appetite. Let's put it this way. When she married Prince Rainier, she was not a virgin. She had affairs with Bing Crosby, William Holden, and a cast of others that she made film with. Grace Kelly was a very free-thinking, open sexual woman. The pictures they took of Grace Kelly back in the early 50s in very short shorts or tank tops or bra tops was then considered shocking, the equivalent of what Melania does today. If Grace Kelly were 21 today, we would have nudes of her as well. It's the times. Now, Grace Kelly went on to becoming the princess of Monaco. The media did not call her a slut, a tramp, and a whore. They did not. They had respect for Grace Kelly and for her past and her privacy. And this is what the media must do for this woman who has been so badly hurt Models are sensitive people. I have many, many models for friends, many great famous models. And I know how sensitive these girls are. If they get a pimple, they get hysterical. If they break a nail, they want to go to a psychiatrist. They're very sensitive people because their livelihood is based upon their beauty, their youth, and their figures. I can tell you right now that Mr. Trump's wife is so regretting ever doing that speech, ever going public. 
but she stood by her husband like a good woman does. Just as Hillary Clinton stood by her husband after he got a blowjob and disgraced America to the world. And her. And her. Because it indicated that she doesn't do that and he had to get it elsewhere. Which only enforces the rumor that she's a bisexual lesbian woman. <clears throat> of which I don't enforce because I don't know. When people say to me, is so-and-so gay, I say to them, when I sleep with him, I'll tell you. But until I sleep with him, I don't know. Jimmy, I have Lord Graham calling in. Oh, is he calling already? Wow, he's early. Okay. Here you go. Let's take it. Okay, we have to take this, and then I'll get back we'll get to you guys to about it. this later. Hang on, we got to get the, uh, <clears throat> let's see. Actually, I can't see him, though. Hey, hey, Graham. Yeah, hi, I'm just checking the, the line. Can you do this on an iPad or not? No, no. you got to do it on a laptop or a desktop. Because I don't have it on my uh, laptop, and I can't find Skype to download it. Do you uh, know what I mean? Just can go, you do, can you do FaceTime? No. No, actually, the, our show starts at 3, so you're actually ca calling in now, and everybody's, like, hearing this whole conversation. <laughs> well, that's okay. I just wanted to see, uh, to make sure we had a connection. You yeah, know? we have a connection, but see if you can go to Skype uh, on, on a laptop. Just download, go to Skype.com and just download a new version of it. Then. I, I will do that. All right, I'll talk to you at 2, then. Um, yeah, it's for our time. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Isn't uh, that fun, you guys? Isn't that, that, see, that now, cool now you know how crazy our business is. But getting back to my conversation, which I'm totally involved with because I'm tired of what is on my Facebook that we have now named Hate Book. Facebook only has negative sickos who are sending every bit of garbage they can to demean and violate the people who are running for office, and that includes Hillary Clinton. Absolutely. It's disgraceful. The pictures they put of her as evil, devil, hell, liar, thief. These are not the reasons we're electing these people. Everybody steals. So what if Hillary Clinton stole $200,000 worth of paintings and furniture from the White House when she left? How many years ago was that? Now that's come to light. They brought that out. They asked her to return it. So Hillary Clinton's got sticky fingers. How many people have sticky fingers that we know that we still love? All right? Let's not bring out the worst in our people. Let's bring out the best. What is the best thing about Hillary Clinton? What is the best thing she could do for our country to get it back to what it was when it was the greatest country in the world? Let's forget about Donald Trump's money and the jealousy and envy you have because his children are magnificent, his wife is breathtaking, and his lifestyle is every lifestyle that we want. Let's get over that negativity, that jealousy. Let's look at the man. Not what he's done in the past. The past, we've all got bad pasts. Every one of us. I've got a terrible past. You should only know from it. You drop dead. All right? But I hide it like we all hide our pasts. Just like Jimmy's mother hid the fact that she had Jimmy out of wedlock. And when Jimmy went to find her, she denied even knowing him because she had a new family. And she didn't want the new family to know that she got knocked up at 26 and gave away her son. Okay? So we've all got bitter back pasts. Let's forget about Trump's past. Let's hear what Trump has to do for our country. Is he capable? Is he the man we want? Stop with the negativity. Stop with his hair comb and his orange makeup. That's childish. That's stupid. The world is laughing at us. We're an international show. You should see the email I get from other countries. 
telling me we are hysterical over America. You've turned into a bunch of clowns. Like a circus. That's what one person in Italy said to me. You're all clowns in America, and the world is laughing at you. Don't you get it? Stop it. They enjoy hearing that Hillary Clinton's a half a dyke, ugly old woman with a wrinkled face, and she's stupid, and she's a thief, and she's this and that, and her husband's a cheater. Or Donald Trump with his orange face and his crazy hair and his whore wife and his ugly children. Stop that shit. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Enough is enough. No wonder ISIS is blowing everybody up and coming here to blow us up. They figured, blow those stupid Americans up. They got big mouths that don't know what the fuck they're talking. Oops, there goes CBS. Sorry. <laughs> That's how upset I am. I'm a citizen of the Americas. Well, Americas of America. I sound like that. I'm at the Republican convention. But no, I'm a citizen and I have a right to speak out. And I have the media to speak out too, because I am part of the media, unfortunately. I'm ashamed of that. Because the media will do anything to get the headline. Absolutely anything. They'll say anything about anyone. And I know that tomorrow my Facebook and my email will be filled with negative people who will say to me, shut your big mouth, Ron Russell. But you know what? Like Trump, I tell it like it is because I'm a New Yorker, just like Trump. And we homebred, born in New York people, tell it like it is. There you go. The world doesn't like it, and America doesn't like our accents or the way we behave. But you know what? We happen to be some of the best people in the world. You can't beat a native New Yorker as far as I'm concerned. We don't cheat. We don't lie. We don't make believe. And if we're your friend, we're your friend. Like Donald Trump, I hear from everybody that knows him, and I know so many people, they all say Donald's a good guy. If you're in trouble, he'll help you. He's a buddy. He's a New Yorker. So please, media, go easy. Lighten up. Let's get to the root of it all, and that's politics. And that's what can we do for America. Obama has separated white and black, and I firmly believe that, because I have so many black friends good friends, that we talk about this. And they say that, yes, black people hate white people now a lot because it's been brought to their attention lots of things that aren't true. And Obama has brought them out. I think he was a big mistake as a president, and I voted for him twice. So there you go. It's not, and I'm certainly not anti-black, that's for sure. But I think the world is really a mess, and I think we've got to all get together, every one of us, and we have to work on making it better. And let's start by not being evil, mean, negative, and terrible to those who are running for office. Let's support Hillary and let's support Donald. Because in my book, they're not bad people. Okay. Good. Here, here. And, and, and to, uh, to put my own little spin on it to you guys, it doesn't really matter whether it's politics or whatever it is. There's no reason why you have to bring out like negative and trash people because you want someone else to win in something. You know, you have two politicians running. Pick whichever one that you want based on what you think that they're actually capable of doing, and you can do that without having to drag. You can pick one without having to drag the other one down and through the mud and making them look terrible. I mean, what about this nine-year-old little boy who has to hear that his mother is being called a tramp, a whore, and a slut? I mean, the kids at school hear this, and they're going to say to this little boy, the Trump boy, I don't even know his name. Um, her, her, Baron. Her, who is it? His name is Baron. Baron. The, 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 Melana, his mother, 
you know, has to deal with this and say, honey, you know, I'm none of those things in the pictures of me naked. How do you do that to your child? How does the media be so criminal as to blow away the mind of a nine-year-old kid? I also want to just bring up one thing real quick because they made such a big deal about how Melania Trump stole or plagiarized uh, Michelle Obama's speech. When Michelle stole it from somebody was, else. Yeah, well, in case anybody didn't know, Michelle Obama took the speech from Elizabeth Dole. And so, you know, there's only the, there's not so much new things coming out for people to listen to. There's not a whole lot of original content. Everybody takes everything from everybody. Yeah, and, and I thought and the fact that you don't bring it out on all the other people and you only bring it out on Melania Trump just shows how corrupt everything is. And to me, plagiarism is when you plagiarism. steal plagiarism is when you steal somebody's book and you copy it, or a screen a screenplay or a movie script and you steal that. But they said it was like fifty words the same. Come on, if I had to speak as long as she did, I would do two hundred words the same. What the hell? <laughs> You're gonna go now back and forth and see everybody's speech and say who said what? Who gives a shit? What she said was beautiful. I fell in love with her, okay, folks? She reminded me of Sophia Loren. She has such charm and class. I made a movie with Sophia many, 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 many years ago, so I know Sophia. And she has the same little accent. And I think how wonderful to have a first lady who's a foreigner. Wouldn't that be nice for America to show that we really are a country that accepts everyone People who can advance themselves in our country do advance themselves. And those that come here just to live off of us and use us and take our money and welfare, who needs them? Okay? So, you know, Trump says a lot of good stuff. So does Hillary. They both say good stuff. Let's talk about the good stuff they say. There you go. So what's up, chat room? We got a lot of people that joined us since then. Uh, just give shout-outs. I know Dave from Stars Now UK joined us, and Shinzia joined us, and Goddess is in there, and I saw somebody else, but I, oh, uh, I guess Drew is in there. Anyway, everybody in the chat room, thanks so much for participating. It's a lot of fun. What's the chat room saying about what I just said, my big spiel? Um, most people liked it. I mean, do you agree with me, chat room? Most people like that. How would you, how, all, all the women in the chat room, how would you like to be, if I went and printed and wrote and called every one of you slut whores and tramps, tell me how you'd like that. What would you do to me if ever you saw me? You ripped my eyes out, right? Absolutely. So, go. There you go. All right, so here's what we're going to do, you guys. First of all, um, uh, I want to say, oh, Sharon Lee is the other one that was in the chat room. I want to give a shout out to Sharon Lee. She's coming on the show soon. Um, that's our phone. We have to do something about that. I'm going to have to fix that. Okay. So, uh, hey, Chad. Hi, Captain. Hey, let's take a music break real quick because we hooked up a phone since we're selling our house down here and we forgot to disconnect it and people are calling it and I'm going to go unplug it. Because uh, I didn't want to give out our personal Because we don't want to uh, give out our cell phone numbers. <laughs> then we'll have millions of people We don't calling. want people like calling us. So, hey, everybody. Uh, we've, got, we've got Air Supply coming on a little bit. This is one of my favorite songs. It's called Two Less Lonely People in the World. I hope you know it. I'm sure you do. As, Love as this they're song. Fantastic. Love it. So here it is. Beautiful song. I was down, my dreams were wearing thin When you're lost, where do you begin? My heart always seemed to drift from day to day
reached out to you I could tell you were lonely too One look, then it all began for you and me The moment that we touched I knew that there would be Two less lonely people in the world It's gonna be fine Out of all the people in the world I just can't believe you're mine In my life where everything was wrong Something finally went right Now there's two less lonely people In the world Tonight Just a thing What I might have missed Looking back How did I exist I dreamed Still I never thought I'd come this far But miracles come true I know cause here we are Two less lonely people in the world And it's gonna be fine Can't believe you're mine In my life where everything was wrong Something finally went right Now there's two Everybody. That's that's two less lonely people in the world by Air Supply. You gotta love it, and I think everybody actually like knows it. And, and, and not because they're on our show today, but Jimmy and I, we play. You know, the radio that comes from the moon. What is that called? Where it comes from satellite out of space. Radio? In our car, we have what is it satellite called? Satellite radio. Yeah, it's got somebody's name. Serious. Serious. <laughs> and it comes on. You know, we see, and we always play it loud. It's a wonderful song. Such great meaning because everybody's been lonely in the world. And then when you meet, I want to cry, when you meet somebody as wonderful as Jimmy. And Isn't that be, nice? And you're not as lonely. It's there just beautiful. Not it. that I was lonely before. I dated my face off, trust me. So also, I want to like talk quick about Facebook real quick, you guys. Chad, are you there? I am. Okay. So like I keep getting all these things because like 
because Ron was talking about how Facebook is like hate book and hate everybody's book. mean. Everybody's like mean, really mean. Mean. Um, which I don't get involved. I don't ever post anything controversial, and I don't ever respond on people's stuff just so I don't have people blasting me. Um, but I keep getting these things on Facebook that say this person has tagged you, saying that they were with you at this time or whatever. And like, I hate that. Like, I don't know what that means exactly. It I mean, means you're fooling around, and I'm going to cut your some throat. Some of these people I've never even met them. I don't know who they are. I don't even know they were friends of mine, and they post stuff saying that they're with me someplace, which I don't ever approve that. That I've had that happen a couple times. I don't look into it, but I have noticed that a couple times. Yeah, I, isn't that weird yeah, though? And I, I don't that, even know who the people no, are. Probably hackers. I got one. No, they're not hackers. They're no? fans. They're fans that want to sound important. <laughs> I had one. A w- no, it's true. Okay. I had one a while ago that swore he was my best friend. I mean, my dearest friend, and that we hung out, we ate together, we sleep. I mean, it was like almost like we were lovers. But he never said that. So I finally contacted him. He never answered me because he was embarrassed. Because I said, "Sir, I have no idea who you are." I don't know your face. I don't know your name. And I have never met you. Please stop doing this. And then, of course, he stopped. I get those pictures, like, at the movies with Jimmy Starr and 10 other people. You know, yeah, like, yeah, I don't that's, know what the that, hell that is. You know, they, they want to impress. That's very good, Jimmy. That says nice. They want to. Look what I get. All the guys that I want to get only, me in bed. I know, but I only got that, like, once a, every <clears throat> once in a while. Now I'm getting, like, five of them a day. It's yeah, like, but at least you much. get you get you went to the movies. I, get, I had sex with them. I mean, <laughs> I get the... It's crazy. No, I get these guys, especially my shik. I have a shik in some Arabic country. I don't know where the hell it is. He wants to come here. He wants to be. He wants to send me there. He's crazy about me. He thinks I'm the most gorgeous thing. So I wrote back. I said, obviously, you like, you know, old men. And he wrote back. He said, absolutely. I would never go out with a man under 50. So I thought, well, that was a compliment, 50. But, you know, <laughs> and then I, I have another guy in New York whom I won't mention who just sends me the most adorable little messages every day, and he's quite sweet. And if I wasn't with Jimmy, I probably would have met him for the dinner and the cocktails that he's invited me to. But you get a lot of people that think they know you because they correspond with you, and they therefore feel that you're their friend, and they can take certain advantages. The one guy I didn't like was the guy who sent me a picture of his enormous penis erect. I thought that was very, very not nice. Uh, it was kind of disrespectful to Longer. who I am. Obviously, he knows the wrong homosexual men because there are men who would have jumped on that. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally jumped on it. <laughs> anyway, that's what happens when you're media. I told you before, I don't want to be media. I like taping my show in California. It was wonderful. It was not to an audience. We could tape it. We could do it whatever we wanted, have fun with it, stop when we wanted, edit it out, and you know, then pub- put it out there. Uh, when you're live, it's very, very scary. Also then, okay, so that was Wait, my- Excuse me. That's why we have a different phone number here for the for sale of our home. We didn't want to give out our cell numbers for people to call us for appointments. Because, you know, the obvious, you get the crazies. That's right. Every one of my celebrity friends, and I've got pretty big names out there. They all made me swear years ago. They said, Ron, I'm giving you my private cell number. Now, promise me you won't give it to anyone. And I don't. I never would. Never. Never, ever. All right, you guys. So then we also. I never have. We want to say rest in peace to Gary Marshall, you guys. Gary Marshall yeah. died yesterday at 81 years old. He was a phenomenal force in the entertainment industry. Right. And he was also the director of my favorite romantic movie of all time, which is Pretty Woman. I've seen it about 600 times. And I know he was all the lines. uncle. He was uncle to, what's her name? 
the comedian, you know. Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. The father. No, uncle. Uh, uncle. uncle? Okay. It was Penny Marshall's uncle. Yeah. Whatever happened to Penny? We should get Penny She's Marshall on the She show. does all kinds of stuff. She's, She's a, a director. Fun, you know, I met her in my mind's brain. Let me think. I met her 100,000 years ago, and I didn't talk to her. I met her. We did a hello. Where were, I think I was at Macy's, an event for Macy's in New York. Was it maybe the 4th of July? So, I don't remember what it was, but I met her. And I was amazed at how uh, pretty she is in person, not on, not on film. Well, Karen, they're saying it's her father. No, Penny, no, he's not her father. It's her uncle. Okay. Trust me, I know. Okay. It's her uncle. But um, <clears throat> she's pretty prettier in person than she, well, she was quite young also. She's super talented, though. She oh, directs fabulous. all kinds of big right. things. Rumors are out there. She's a gay woman. So what? Who cares? I wish she was. I think he did create Happy Days. Day he did do Happy Days. Absolutely. He did a he bunch was, of he, cool he stuff. He produced so much television. And lots of great movies, too. I think also, didn't he do the uh, the one with the father that was a bigot? Your mother's favorite show. Oh, All in the Family. I think he did All in the Family, too. Yeah, that was, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember All in the Family, but that was my parents who were crazy. Anyway, he had 81 show. good ones. He lived quite well. Had a lot of money, had all the comforts of life, so he died a lot happier than most people who don't get those things and die poor. Absolutely. So also, Sharon Lee is back in the chat room. We want to tell everybody Sharon Lee has got a show, the Sharon Lee Band at Hard Rock Cafe in Philadelphia, uh, August 26th, and you can go to SharonLeeAband.com to find out more. And, and we, we may be there. We don't know because we do not make any dates henceforth. And Sharon, I love you to death, honey. But if we sell this house, the moment we go into con no, 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 the moment we go into contract, we must fly to Palm Springs and house. secure no, secure the house that I'm negotiating. So the only reason we would not be at your concert is if we have to leave town, and that's on the level. And Sharon Lee is going to be on the show, you guys, on August 10th. I think it's August 10th. She's going to be skyping in to promote her new album, mm -hmm. Fairy Tales. That's coming out August. 12th, I think. And, you know, I'm not nuts about her kind of music, but I love her music. I can tolerate it when I go. I like it. It's good because she's got a good voice and she's so beautiful. But I'm not a great fan of that loud rock and roll stuff. And I'm being honest. Uh, so if you have to listen to it, listen to hers because hers is good. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Jimmy, a lot of them are stupid. They are, you know, the notes are not correct. See, I'm a musician in my mind. The notes are not correct. They hide it by, you know, acting stupid. And No. No, no, no. True, hers is a truly, let's put it this way. Her band, did they still call them bands? Yes. Her band plays music. In other words, if each person in her band played, you would understand it and hear it clearly and well. They don't slop it together and make the mistakes get covered up, if you know what I mean. So it's a, it's a nice listening band. I wouldn't want to listen to it all night. So give, me, give me a headache, but you know. I like listening to so it. So everybody's now. wrong. Everybody is wrong except for Jimmy from the Aquarius View, who looked up Wikipedia and brother. Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall are brother and sister. Yeah. Oh, they're they not. They are too. I just, I just they're not. They're, that's yes, they are. Are even Chad? Yes. That's her uncle. No, they're brother and sister. She's, How could she have an eighty-one? Oh, she she's could. in her sixties. No, she's in her seventies. Yeah. She's like my yeah. age. Yeah, they're brother and sister. They're not. They're I don't not. believe that. I'm going to have to look at IMBD. Here it is, right here. It's in Wikipedia. They put the link to F it. I don't care. Go to I. <laughs> go to I. I. No, I'm positive it's her uncle, not her brother. No, it's not her brother. Well, I know people well, that knew the them. I knew a lot about Penny Marshall because I knew Barbara Lux, uh, Saul and Barbara Lux was dear friends with uh, the one that just died. They're very dear friends. They lived to get a block away in Beverly Hills. 
Um, no, he, Gary Marshall was her uncle. I'm more than positive. I'm telling you, everybody put it in here. I'm looking it up right now just to prove it. And but they, anyway, he was and they were, Gary Marshall is her brother. Penny Marshall's brother is Gary I Marshall. I never. I thought that was her uncle. Well, <laughs> anyway, I got one thing right. Thanks, though. everybody. Well, She's seventy-two. They were Italian, so that makes me feel good. He was an Italian. She's an Italian. Thanks, everybody, though, in the chat room who helped participate because we don't always. Get I didn't it, know. Right? I thought Gary was her uncle. Also, you guys, there's this is like an interesting story, and then we're going to play a little bit of music, but but uh. Uh, I read this article because I Googled celebrity news just to see if there was anything interesting going on besides the stupid Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift bullshit stuff that's out all the time. So guess what? They're getting ready to auction off in November two locks, little teeny locks of Marilyn Monroe's hair that Who, some lady has. And they're expecting it <clears throat> that the two little locks of hair will fetch a minimum of $8,000. First of all, it's not her hair. It's so badly bleached. <laughs> That's it's, what they it's, said. It's peroxide hair. Yeah. So I, I could have given them my hair two months ago because I bleached it over the summer, pure white, uh, to get rid of the dark in the back. Anybody want my hair? I'll <laughs> For $8,000, I'll shave it off and give it to them. <laughs> right. Uh, now, if, if it's not Marilyn's hairdresser, we would wonder where it came from. Some uh, I read the whole article. Yeah, but what's the proof? The, some, D, the DNA you can't find because it's dead. It's been bleached to death. Um, it's some lady who was like Marilyn's best friend who Marilyn gave it to, and she gave it to an auction house. Why she would die? Why she would died in 1965 or so, something. So Marilyn, while she was dying, had cut her hair and sent it to her friend. How would, how would Marilyn cut, give somebody, no, her, somebody hair? her hair with her? I don't know. From, Stop moving from your leg. Hairdresser. Hitting, I don't know. I don't it had know. to be a hairdresser of hers. It had to be somebody in studio. It's weird, though. That, that kept it. That's a weird thing because why would you really even want that? I understand wanting other things like a well, dress or a well, watch or when, something. When, when my grandmother died in 1954, back in those days, funerals were a big deal and we had a big Italian funeral. And Chinzia, your mom and dad came to the funeral. I remember them being there, um, who are my mother's cousins. My grandmother, they cut her hair before they closed the lid and they put the hair in a glass thing. And they gave it to my mother as a souvenir, I guess. I don't know. I got a souvenir, though, when Star died of his hair. And yeah, I think that's weird. Thing. Why would you want it? Anyway, I I, I my grandmother's hair is somewhere. I have not, Maybe my sister has it. I don't have it. But that's what they did back then. My gran Listen to this. My grandmother had, was, a, was a redhead uh, when she was young. She was a bright redhead. And as she grew old, her hair turned to the most beautiful snow pure white. She wore it straight back in two buns. She dressed modestly. She wore cotton stockings and sensible shoes and looked like a grandmother of the day. Well, when I went to the funeral, they had her in an evening gown with lipstick and a, and a diamond tiara. <laughs> I mean, I could have cracked up laughing if I wasn't so heartbroken. I mean, how ridiculous. She looked like an old drag queen. I mean, there's my grandmother in the coffin with, with lipstick. She never wore lipstick in her life. All she did was cook and clean. And cook the most delicious food. Tenzia's saying she never knew knew that. I don't know which story, but one of those yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, your mother and yeah, your your mother and father came to my grandmother's funeral. I remember that very well. Um, uh, B Betty and and um, well, I forgot your father's name. What's your father's name, Tenzia? <laughs> I forget things. But Betty, I loved his. I loved her mother. Betty was the sweetest, nicest woman. Uh, she served me good pasta when I came to the house in New Jersey. And they sat us at the kids' table. I remember sitting there with my three cousins. That's what they did in those days, and we were respectful. We didn't tell our parents what to cook, where to go, and what to do. 
they told us and we obeyed. I guess those days are over. I don't since we don't have young kids. I don't know, but like to, from from what oh, I, I see, I, every time we go out, Teddy, it look Teddy, like Teddy was her dad. Teddy and Betty, because they were Theodore named after Teddy. Roosevelt. Yeah, Teddy, because it was a dance team. She actually got that. He actually got that before he even that yeah. I told saw that. That's good. Ch Chinzia, listen to the dance team. It was Benny and Jenny, Teddy and Betty. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a dance team. <laughs> Benny and Jenny, Teddy and Betty. All right, you guys. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take another music break because I got a couple songs I want to play before before the fabulous Graham Russell calls in. Hey, Chad. Hi, Captain. Let's do Making Love Out of Nothing at All, everybody. This is Making Love Out of Nothing at All by Air Supply. Enjoy. I know just how to whisper And I know just how to cry I know just where to find the answers And I know just how to lie I know just how to fake it And I know just how to scheme I know just when to face the truth And then I know just when to dream and I know just where to touch you And I know just what to prove I know when to pull you closer And I know when to let you loose And I know the night is fading And I know the time's gonna fly And I'm never gonna tell you everything I gotta tell you But I know I gotta give it a try
by Air Supply. They're going to be coming on in a little bit. It's very exciting. I'm, I'm excited. I everybody know in the chat room loves it. And everybody says we need to make a movement out of making love out of nothing at all. Well, you know, I took most of the beginning of this show, so I'm going to give Jimmy the second half of the show because he loves them so much, as he will give me my show when Fran Drescher comes on in October. <laughs> no, if you open your mouth, I'm going to punch your I'm teeth in. i open my mouth. No, you're not, unless you give me permission. No. You have to ask. Pr Fran Drescher is mine. I love her. I adore her. She's my honey bun. I want to hug and kiss her when I meet her. She's going to be my best friend. Share, Ron, share. No, no, I'm not sharing Fran with anybody. No one. You know, I have a friend of mine who loves Lainey Kazan. I'm not going to mention her name. And she thinks that she's going to meet Lainey Kazan when Lainey comes to dinner at my house. No way. I'm not sharing Lainey or Franny with anybody. <laughs> Listen to him. I love Fran Drescher. You know, I love what she does. I love who she is off camera. I have to talk. I don't want to spoil it because, well, the interview's in October. Who the hell's going to remember? But Fran Drescher is married to a gazillionaire, all right? She wears jeans and sneakers and a sweaty little shirt. Her hair is hanging, no makeup. She couldn't care less. She doesn't come in a helicopter or like those other broads, the Kardashians, or, you know, carry on with all that nonsense. She's doing cancer schmancer for women with, with uh, vaginal cancer. She helps people. She's with the, with the gay pride. She raises money for AIDS. She's just a sweetie pie. She's just, I'm going to cry. I anyway, get very emotional. she'll be coming on. It's going to be a fun show when she does come on. In the meantime, um, I mean, she's a good heart. She's a what? Well, you know what she is? A Hamish, a Jewish broad. She's a broad. She's still regular. She still wants to go for pizza. There you go. All right. So, in or, or go to Bagel Nosh. In music news, you guys, Friday is a new release day, July twenty second. Some of the music that we've been playing on the show is actually coming out, so you can get the new single "Somebody Died" by Russian Money on Friday. You can get the new single "Where Were You" by uh, former boy bander Tommy Mack, who is in uh, No Authority with Ricky Rebel, 
And um, the name of the song is Where Were You? It's coming out on Friday. And also, We the Ghost, who hit Billboard several times, and we play the song Let Me Know. Um, their new album, A Stereophonic Listening Experience. The whole album is coming out on Friday. It's a fabulous album, so get it on iTunes or, or wherever you like to download your money. It's available. It'll be available in every country on Friday. Also... Um, since we skipped over it, I want to just thank everybody for listening to us on all the different platforms. Um, you can hear us on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, uh, and also you can watch the videos on Roku Video and YouTube. We put the videos up pretty much right after the show, you, within a day or two. And uh, we want to thank everybody because last week's show, I think, had 19,000 views on YouTube, so that's really cool. And we had 1.9 million plays on SoundCloud which uh, put us at number one against some really popular serious satellite radio show that we beat. So thank you so much. And those of you who are right now banging on your computers and killing yourselves, no, you can't see us. That stuff, <laughs> that, that thing is still down, whatever the hell it is that doesn't transmit us. But they're telling us it'll be working for next week. Next week, they promise us they will have all their equipment replaced or whatever. So if you're out there trying to see us, don't, because you won't. There you go. Also, you guys, if anybody has Netflix and you guys are looking for something cool to watch, which Ron didn't watch this, but I've been watching it as I've been working in the office, and it's a really cool show. And for all of you Winona Ryder fans, because she's basically like Why the, are you watching that? The lead, huh? We're supposed to watch that well, together. Well, I'll watch it again. It's fabulous. No, why are you doing that? You and, uh, told me. See, that I knew something was up. <laughs> I no. don't. Wait, first of all, I didn't tell people what it is. I, I don't think no, I don't care. I don't think you're going to you like it. just blew it. He's not going to like it because he doesn't like shows that have little kids in it, and the stars of the show are these three little kids that are like That's 10 years old. That's not true. I don't like when they abuse little kids no, and scare them, them and cut like the them up. Kids. No, these are the stars. The I kids love are the stars. shows with kids. So the name of the show is called Stranger Things, you guys. It stars Matthew Modine and Winona Ryder. Well, I put on shows with kids all the Matthew time. Matthew Modine, we know. He's a friend of ours. I know, but I put shows on all the time that have kids, and you, like, and you always change them. No, I don't like when they're bratty little snotty kids <laughs> with those high-pitched voices that you want to put punch out but if they're actors they're, of course well, they're I, all I, actors Anything well yeah but some, yeah, but some of the movies he doesn't like those lifestyle lifetime movies that have kids in them. <laughs> i mean really for real well your kids like the lifetime movie kids these kids came like at a robotville <laughs> i mean they're yes mother i will clean my room now as you say when when did i ever hear those words i used to yell out pigs slobs look at your room it's disgraceful bras panties shoes earrings all over the place it looks like a bomb hit a drag queen's room and i'd say clean now you want to go out saturday night <laughs> it's fat chance sisters clean those rooms and i got the girls to clean and they didn't say yes daddy they said all right hitler <laughs> that's what they call me all right hitler i'm gonna go clean my room so you guys definitely want to watch it it's called stranger things it, it is cool it's got a very 80s vibe to it it takes place in the 80s so it's got like 80s music and everything is like really fun with it i love winona Ryder, and she's really back strong in this and and i just think it's really cool the way television and everything has changed you guys you know where it used to be that if you didn't watch abc or cbs now all the all the shows that are winning all the emmys and all the awards are all the shows that are created specifically by Netflix, Hulu, Google, all oh, these different people. I have some Jane Russell private information for you folks who are fans of the fa fabulous legend Jane Russell, who was my dearest buddy in the world. I said to Jane one night, I said, what do you think of Winona Ryder? And Jane said, who's that? And I explained to her, and I 
put up on my computer pictures of Winona. I said, Jane, if ever they do your life story, Winona Ryder should play you because she looks exactly like you without makeup. When Jane didn't have makeup on, she didn't look like Jane Russell. She looked like a, like a person. <laughs> I'm still beautiful. I mean, oh, my God, she had still a gorgeous face. But she looked like Winona Ryder. And Jane said, you know what, Ron, you're right. And I, this is sad. She said, so someday, even after I'm dead, you suggest it. <laughs> so here I'm, here I'm, that's a Jane Russell moment with me, a private moment. She thought that Renona White, Renona Ryder looked like her and should play her in the Jane Russell life story, which would be an interesting life story because Jane Russell had quite an interesting life. Trust me, I know all about it. Jane and I spent hours. We're both Geminis and talkers, and uh, we would sit in our kitchen and we would have dinner together, and all we would do is talk about her life, my life, how similar it was, Hollywood, all the stars she worked with and who she liked and who she... I mean, I could write 50 books. I've been approached, by the way, by a book company that wants me to do... What was it called? A small book? Yeah, like, the, I forgot what it was. That some woman. I never got back to her because I don't have time to sit down and write a book about Jane Russell. But when I'm old and I have nothing better to do... <laughs> Then I will sit down and I will write the Jane Russell story. And I, I mean, she's had three husbands and she's, you know, she made orphans from Europe. I mean, she did a lot of good stuff. She wasn't just a sexy, beautiful actress. She was quite a woman and I miss her every day and I still love and adore her. Yeah, actually, I guess she was in the movie. A picture of her was in the movie. What was that movie? About the adoptions? Yeah, uh, Philomena. Philomena. She was a picture of her because she's the one who actually like helped with all the people starting to get well, adopted. Well, she started WAIF. WAIF is to bring European... See, there was a time after the World War II when all these beautiful children were parentless. And Jane Russell wanted to adopt. And America said, no, you cannot adopt a foreign child. And Jane Russell, for the life of her, couldn't understand that because her feelings were God made all children for everyone, not for Europe and America. They're God's children, and she was a religious woman, and she fought it. And she took it to Washington, and she won, and she became waif. And waif allowed European children to be adopted. And in fact, Jane's son is Irish, and she adopted him in Ireland from an orphanage. Well, the movie Philomena took place in that orphanage, and there was a picture on the wall of the real Jane Russell, and they mentioned how she w started Waif. It was cool. It was very cool. Which was cool. a wonderful thing. Let it's me a tell great you something. Jane Russell was one of the most down-to-earth. She was abroad, another broad. Jane couldn't stand phonies. That's why we got along so well, because I tell the truth, she tells the truth. Jane was a tough dame. She didn't care for anybody trying to pull the wool over her eyes, because she was smart, and she would bury you. Uh, she didn't like phonies. If you came on to her, like, oh, darling, I love you, she'd say, please, I'm going to throw up. You know, she didn't like that. So I used to say to her, you know, hey, Jane, move your ass. And that she liked. <laughs> she liked being treated tough. She also liked a man that was a man. When she was with me, she was very much the woman and allowed me to be very much the man, opening doors, making dinner reservations, all the things that we did in the wonderful years of elegance. And I love that because I like doing that with a woman. Uh, Jane Russell was extremely feminine and uh, and adorable, and and I and I just in our relationship, I opened the doors. <laughs> I wish no, you do not. When you ever open a door, you're such a jerk. He does not, folks. He does not. He does not. I wish he opened doors. That was doors. funny. No, I okay, wasn't funny because that made me out to be like a girl fairy. 
and I met a fairy girl. I'm far funny. from a fairy girl. <laughs> that was funny. I, <laughs> I dig that. ditches, build houses, and mix cement. I do That's brick, true. He does do all I that. I do brickwork, plumbing, hammering. You know, my, it was my father's business. What do you think? I grew up in a, in a, in a manicurist salon. That's funny. Anyway. All right. So, that's it for Jane. Anyway, I'm sorry Jimmy never met Jane Russell. Um, she would have liked Jimmy because he's the same as I. He's very, very down to earth and honest. And I think she would have admired what he did. And just think of it, folks, the thrill of having her sitting between Jimmy and I for an interview on our show today. That would have been stupendous. Absolutely. So, Jane, if you're looking at us from heaven, excuse yourself from Jesus Come and, join and, us. and come down and join us. There you go. All right. So we're going to do one more song break, you guys. And then I think uh, we're going to be having uh, our guests should be calling in right after that. So uh, this is actually not only my favorite Air Supply song. This is probably like one of my favorite like ballady songs <clears throat> of all time. And uh, the name of the song is Goodbye. It's off of uh, the Vanishing Something album from like the 90s, I think, or early 2000s. Whatever it is, it's a great, great song. The name of the song is Goodbye. So here's Goodbye from Air Supply. See the pain living in your eyes And I know how hard you try You deserve to have so much more I can feel your heart and I sympathize And I'll never criticize All you've ever
everybody. So that's Goodbye by Air Supply, one of my favorite songs of all times. Um, first of all, the vocals are so like amazing in the range of the singers, uh, which is Graham Russell, one, two. you know, uh, Graham Russell and Russell, Russell Hitchcock uh, is just unbelievable. all these Russells. Meanwhile, folks, I have to make a little statement before he comes on. I have had lots of emails and lots of, you know, whatever is there that's going on in this world about my skin. Thank you very much for complimenting my skin. Yes, it's my skin. Nothing's ever been done to it except the stuff that I use to put on it to keep it from drying out and becoming a piece of leather. Now, my dearest friend in the world, who is Danae Montague King, who has his product line of DMK, I don't go for shit to put on my face to ruin it. A lot of junk out there that you could put on can enlarge your pores, shrink your skin, and ruin it. I'm a great believer in olive oil on my face, and I do put olive oil on my face, as well as two things of DMKs. So I, I spoke with Danae this morning, and I said, you know, Danae, I'm going to give you a free plug because I feel it has to be. I don't make money on this, folks. He doesn't pay me. Uh, of that new stuff. I don't even know what it's called. I don't have it. It's upstairs. I should have brought it down. Anyway, it's this crap you put on your face and it's sensational. Got to tell you what it does for your face. It tightens your pores. It pulls your face and it, it brings back nourishment. I don't know. Whatever it is. He's got to write it out. What, and I will say what it is that it does because I don't know. I get it. I put it on and I look sensational and I couldn't care less about the chemical content or, or the bullshit about it. So I am not sponsoring DMK, but I'm going to share it with you. Now, I never really knew the price because I get it wholesale like next to cost. It's outrageously expensive. The entire five-bottle kit, which I don't need all five bottles because I'm young and gorgeous. It's called limited collections. Limited, but, but you know, Danae, she's old and wretched, so she needs to use the whole five. Uh, Liz, not Danae, Liz Lauren, his drag persona, uh, she uses it because she's an old mess. Anyway, um, it's $1,000. I almost fainted. I said, Danae, you're kidding. I can't tell people out there to buy stuff for 1000 bucks. What are you nuts? Is that what it? He said, what do you think you've been getting, Miss Russell? That evil queen. Anyway, um, so I only use the two bottles. But for those of you that want to get the entire thing, I will let you know exactly what it all does. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I might get in trouble. But my friend, my friend Danae may be up for the um, Nobel Award. Nobel Prize? Nobel Prize, which would flip me out. I couldn't be prouder and happier if this happened. So anyone that could be up for the Nobel Prize certainly knows the chemistry of cosmetic. Not, I don't even know what it is. I'm talking through my hat. Look, it comes in the... just wait till they say Yeah, but I just wanted to give a heads up. Look, it comes in the bottle. I put it on my kisser, and I look good. What the frig do I care what, what it's all about? But $1,000 for five bottles? That's outrageous. So Danae said if you go online, you can get it way cheaper. So I'm going to sort of... So we're going to get the information. And yeah, but I'm going, to sort, I'm going to sort of talk to him and say, listen, Danae, could we have a special rate for Friends of Ron Russell? Maybe he'll <laughs> take another 10% off if you say, you know, because of Ron. Anyway, it really works. I'm thinking of having fillers put in my face because it's starting to fall. Not my skin, the muscles. Hey, listen, I'm almost 100. You know, I mean, you start to fall apart. So I want the fillers which go under the skin and lift the face. So if I suddenly start to look very young and magnificent, 
it's not because of this cream. This cream treats the skin to stop it from wrinkling. And I think it does puff up something. There's some other crap you could buy. It'd be better, though, if you didn't tell people until you knew exactly what it was. Yeah, but they're my friends. I talk to them like I talk. I make believe we're at lunch. This is how I talk to my friends at lunch. I don't know anything about anything. Half of the time I'm at lunch, I don't even know where I am, if you want the truth. I swear to God. Sometimes I'm at lunch and I have to say to the people, what restaurant are we in? Because I don't know. I don't pay attention to those things. They bore me. I like results. Anyway, as soon as I have the stuff properly done and, and, and I can sound intelligent when I speak about it, I will. There you go. But look it up, folks, because it is a good line. It's not like the, the phony balonies, which is uh, cold cream and perfume that ruins your skin. Please listen to me, folks. I beg you, do not put anything on your skin but olive oil if you can't afford to buy the proper cosmetics. And don't wash your face either. Wash your face with olive oil. Cynthia says the same thing. She washes her face she with olive oil. My cousin has gorgeous skin. She's, well, of course. And she washes her face with olive oil. I, I, my face you right You guys can now. check it out, too. You can go to DanaeMKing.com. D-A-N-N-E-M-K-I-N-G.com. Yeah, but my face right now, I wish the cameras were working. I would go right up to it and show you. I don't have a pore. Anything. My skin is the same now as when I was like, in my 20s. And I really think it's because of olive oil. No sun, no soap on my face, face, and from age 60 till now, DMK cosmetic. There you go. And I believe in that. So believe in me. But please do not wash your face with soaps and do not put all kinds of detergent and shits on your face. It ruins it. <clears throat> Wrecks your skin. Skin was not meant to be chemicalized. Hey, Chad. Hi, Captain. So is our guest online? Can you see that or no? He's got the green light. Um, should we call him, maybe, you think? If it's up to you. Uh, Chad, you have nice skin. What do you do to your skin? I don't put any lotions or anything on it. I try to buy some, like, not too sudsy soap. and I don't know. Use olive oil. When you're my age, you'll look as good as I am. I eat, a lot of, I eat and drink a lot of olive oil. Yeah, but put it on your skin. It's wonderful. It makes you feel oily, and, and, and you just feel loose. You don't feel tight. Or, you know. They want to know, Chinsia says she uses coconut oil, too. Is coconut oil Coconut good? oil sure. is excellent. I have a bottle of that upstairs. I use coconut oil if I'm exposed to uh, oceans, winds, or pool, swimming pool, especially chlorine pools. Then I put everything on. I put DMK on first, so it penetrates my skin. Then a couple of hours later, I do an olive oil wash an olive oil is you put olive oil in the palm, hurry, of, hurry, palm of your hand and with the little kleenex you tap it and you tap it all over your face <clears throat> and then coconut oil before i go to bed and my skin is really good chad also they're saying they want you to go back on facebook are you not on facebook um I, no i don't i don't party on facebook too much okay well, well friend me of all what? people i Jesus probably already have have friend have you as a friend he already has you as a friend. He's just never on Facebook. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Facebook me. So we get can... on Twitter. All right. I mean, so hate books. Sorry. Let's you know what? Put on a loincloth and take some pictures. Okay. Hey. Thanks, Ron. Hey, uh, let's go ahead and try and call him with video Skype and see if it works since it's six. Let's seven. do it. All right. All right, everybody. We're going to see if this works. Hopefully it'll work. <laughs> it's live. And here we go. Let's see what happens. It doesn't look like anything's happening. Nothing's dun, happening. Dun, dun. Nothing's happening. It's happening, but nothing. No. You know what? The day I die, as I'm dying, I'm going to say, 
thank God I never have to deal with Skype again. <laughs> and I'll die smiling. I'll see if I got an email from him. But okay, so we'll, we don't have him yet, everybody. I'm working on it, and that's the way it all goes. We know he has contact, but he didn't have video before, so we don't know that he's got video uh, since he only also, had audio. Also, I put olive oil on the top of my hands because you have no idea the abuse your hands take. Sun, movement, detergents, washing dishes, clothes, toilet bowls, all those things I have to do. You know what, too, though, Chad? Like, I want to talk about Skype for a minute because Ron always like this is on Skype, but uh. everybody is using Skype. We watched the Republican National Convention. They were Skyping from the floor yesterday. Yeah. They were interviewing people on major network. This is like major network television, not like, like internet television. And we started doing it before anybody. We started doing it before in fact, everybody. In fact, listen to this. You want to hear of a knockoff? You're going to cry. There's a guy somewhere out west that's got a, a radio show like ours, and guess what it's called? Something Star Show. And he spells it with two R's, S-T-A-R-R. -R. I think his name is Jimmy, the Jimmy Star Show. But it's S but two R I thought, how could you be so bold as to knock it off? Well, California he better make some room. Well, it's not California. He was like somewhere in like Oregon or something. And I listened into his show. Oh my God, he's so bad. But he had Debbie Reynolds on, my Debbie, who I know so well. I, you know, I really gotta get Debbie on our show. But Debbie did not give him the interview that she would give me. She gave him a theatrical. It sounded like she was reading it from a paper, you know. And he was doing it very, very sophisticated and very stupid. Like, and Miss Reynolds, when you made your fourth film, or I would have said, Debbie, talk about Liz, that bitch, when she stole your husband. You know, I go for the shocker. And D Debbie would have said, you're right, she was a bitch. So Debbie and I have a great rapport. Love Debbie. Well, get her on the horn. Let's go. You know what happened, Chad? This is the truth. I cannot find my book with everybody. I have everybody's phone number. You and lost the little black book? Well, I don't know if I packed it. I can't find it. I don't have Debbie's direct. I had direct, her direct cell phone. Last time I talked to her, her dog died. So she had to go. She said she was hysterical. Then I called up. She said, call me tomorrow. And I called her the next day. She said, got to run. My daughter's outside in the car waiting. We have to pick out a coffin for my dog's ashes. So that's and then and then my book disappeared. I don't know. I accused Jimmy of throwing it out because he was jealous. <laughs> Jimmy? <laughs> no, he didn't. I didn't throw. do it. I just love to torture him. I'm a torturer, by the way. I love to do it. You know, we have an expression in Italian, Casprazzamo, who teases loves. If you don't tease somebody, you don't care for them. La what, laughter's good. You would, yeah, you wouldn't waste your time, right? I mean, people I don't care for. I don't do it. I just, hello, goodbye. That's it. I'm not interested. But if I tease you, it means I care for you. Que spesso amo. I think that's Sicilian. Because my Sicilian friend taught me that, Aunt Scuderi. She taught me that. What are you going to do? And she was Sicilian. Sprezzo, I don't know what sprezzo means. Hey, Cinzia, what does sprezzo mean? Do you know? I've never heard the word. It must be a Sicilian word. Not that you're Sicilian. Cinzia is like me. We're from Verona, Italy. You know, Venice. We're Venetian. What are we going to talk about now while we're waiting for this terrific guest to come on? Whose name is Russell? Graham Russell. I, how dare he use my name? He stole my name. It's Where a really cool thing about the guys in, uh, in, in Air Supply, though. One of them is Russell Hitchcock, and the other one is Graham Russell. So they're both Russells. Oh, and, and now having... you're on the Jimmy Star Show with Russells, and they all have birthdays that are Gemini's, I Well, believe. they have to change their names, I insist. 
too many Russell. Look, that guy that's doing you, Jimmy Starr, S-T-A-R-R. Forget it. Yeah, isn't that funny? Somebody else took my name and added another R. I, except he's not Skyping. He must be a little guy, you know, with, a, with a, like a laptop. <laughs> Listen to him. <laughs> Gotta I'm love so it. Bad. I'm just Chad. I really am bad. I need to be whipped, beaten. Oh, Jimmy. That, so Chad, that would give you too much pleasure, on. Yes, Jim. Are there, are there ways Jimmy. to keep calling him without. With He's without coming a, in right now, sir. Perfect. Okay, love it. And here we go. No, not yet. Hello. Hi there. Hey. You, I can't, uh, I can't see you. I can't see you. Did you hit the little video button? Um, ITV? Hit, no, no, don't no, say not, anything. No, not ITV, sorry, sorry. Hit sorry. the little video icon on your Skype. I'm getting a yellow uh, caution sign on that in those. Are you on, what type of device? I, I, I'm on an iPad because I can't download it on my laptop. It won't accept it. There you go. Oh, so it's not going to, so we're not going to have video. We're only going to have audio. You're going to have oh, to get a good oh. looking picture of <laughs> okay okay so there find you. a good looking picture of him and put it up because there's nothing but, we, can do but we want you on our television we have to show. do it again and set up another time yeah. so we can put you on our tv show because now you're mm -hmm. only going to be on radio yeah well why don't we do it another time if that works with you then i'll figure out how to get skype on my laptop um we'll do that but now that we've got you let's let's talk a little bit because we've got uh, probably a million people listening <laughs> uh -huh. oh, all right i mean i'm sorry about it i don't know what is going on it just won't take it it just won't let me download it. Okay. Listen, with your voice, you don't have to worry about your tech, technical <laughs> skills. Believe me, we're happy just to hear you. So hold on, let me do, let me do a fun intro. Anybody, in anyway, everybody. All right, everybody. So we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show the fabulous Mr. Graham Russell from Air Supply. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Uh, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. How do you do, sir? And how dare you steal my last name? I know. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> All I of us I've had it longer, though. <laughs> no. 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 Uh -uh. No. 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 <laughs> I'm 76 years old. Oh, my. You don't sound yeah. 76. And he I doesn't look it either, if you can see it, him. <laughs> but I am. I'm an old bag. But oh, wow. uh, I've, I've had, I've had. Well, actually, sir, I must tell you, I've only had Russell since my relationship and friendship with Jane Russell, the legend of Hollywood. Oh. Jane and I were dearest of friends, and when I went from stage to film, I had to have a name. So I said I stole Jane's last name, which is Russell. My real oh, name wow. is my real name is Cerigo. But Ron Cerigo didn't work in Hollywood. Too ethnic, too Italian. And they thought, and being from... It Brooklyn, sounds like a porn star. Well, <laughs> I wish. I wish. But they said to me, since you're from Brooklyn with the Brooklyn accent, it sounds like the mafia. So... <laughs> okay, so then we got the man behind the boards, Graham. That's Mr. Chad Murphy. Oh, hello, Chad. How are you? Mr. Russell, good to have you on the show. Then we have a chat room full of people. So, so please just say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everyone in the chat room. Great yeah, to be yeah. here. So where are you actually calling us from? I'm, f I'm calling from Woodland, Utah, where I live. Okay, cool. Oh, Utah. Yeah. I knew that one of you lived, uh, which we should give a shout-out to everybody, to Russell Hitchcock, the other half of Air Supply, just a hello from the Jimmy Star Show and all their fans because we love you guys. Uh, we think the music's oh. fabulous. Everything you guys do is fabulous. Yeah, and I've been to Utah. Where exactly are you in Utah? I've been to Park. Um, well, do you know where Park City, Utah is? I do. I've been skiing there twice. No. Yeah. It's, well, it's, a, it's probably the... I know uh, Salt Lake City area. 
Yeah, I, I'm 50 miles east of Salt Lake, which I don't know if that makes any. Okay, because that's where Donnie, Donnie, uh, what's his name, comes from, Osmond. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, they live in Provo. I'm uh, right. That I'm they, kind they, of between Provo, Salt Lake. I mean, if you have a triangle, I'm the other point of the triangle. So you, where I live is very rural. Right, lakes, a lot of lakes. I think when you fly over, because I flew over yeah. to go to Salt Lake. Beautiful country, Utah. It it really is beautiful, you know, and uh, it, it's it's very unusual it's really it's really beautiful it's kind of like another planet when you start exploring you know it's really beautiful right, well, it's a so, big secret so is london so is england and so is australia so they're all yeah. beautiful countries now listen not to be rude but i'm mm -hmm. going to say goodbye to you because i made a deal with jimmy <laughs> that's not true no it is true because he adores Air Supply, which I do too. And your song that we played, the first one, was always a favorite of mine. Two less, yeah. lonely. Two, two less lonely people. I mean, yeah, thank you. Give me a break. Those lyrics. He's not me. going anywhere. He's going to be no, sitting no, here. No, 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 I'm, I'm going to be sitting here, but I made a deal with him. Fran Drescher, you know who she is? I do, indeed, yeah. The nanny. Crazy yeah. about her. She's coming on the show in October. And oh, I great. said to Jimmy, I'll give you you if, if you give me her. In other words, oh, okay. so he doesn't really That's... want me talking a lot for her, and he's and so not he's allowed not gonna, to talk. So he's not. So he's not going to talk a lot now because Air Supply is like my. You guys are like my all-time favorite band. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna, a. First of all, I'm. Wait, wait, wait. So I'm going to give you over to Jimmy for the rest of the show. Okay, I'll just tune in. Tune I doubt in. it. I'll That's tune in every now and he'll, then. He'll never shut but up. I didn't he, want he you to he never up. Shuts shut up. up. <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't want you to think I was rude or disliked you, so I wasn't talking to you. That's very. I appreciate. Yeah, let Jimmy interview you. So, Here you go. So, so welcome to the show, first of all. I'm super excited. We have great celebrities on all the time, uh, but none of them are Air Supply. And you guys, you especially, since you write, you write most of the songs or all of the songs, right? A lot of them? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I write most of them, yeah. I noticed that on the website, which everybody, if you want to go check out the website, it's airsupplymusic.com, but I noticed on the website there's like the singer and the, and the songwriters, or the singer and the writer or something, or like two different categories, and one of them has Russell Hitchcock's biography, and then the other one has yours. That's right. It's, just the, it's the singer and the song. The singer and the song. That's right. There you go. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of messed that one up. So, so I think it's like fabulous, and you guys met, uh, so just for people who don't know, I, I read the bio that you guys met uh, working on Jesus Christ Superstar in Australia, and yeah, and now you've released 25 albums, I think, since then. So in like, uh, yeah. not in a long time, but you've had a career. And uh, Billboard magazine ranked you guys as the 30, 83rd best musical act of all time. Yeah, we were very proud of that. I think that's a great achievement for someone like us, you know. What do you mean for someone like like that's a phenomenal achievement out of all the millions of people who've who yeah. have bands first of all and all the famous bands and music and people who chart on Billboard for the last you know fifty years, um, yeah. that you're like eighty three out of the millions of people. It's quite an accomplishment. I would have ranked you higher because there was lots of people I thought you should have been ahead of. Uh, actually, for me, I would have put you like in the top ten probably. But but eighty three, I think it's fabulous and I think it's really like exciting. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about it. First of all. I also read, which Ron would actually kind of like this, but when you were younger, you were kind of more fa fascinated with paranormal uh, activity type things and that somebody actually told you to go to the audition for Jesus Christ Superstar because they thought something good would come out of it. Yeah, they did. When I was, uh, before I joined Superstar, I used to play on my own in coffee bars with acoustic guitar and uh, folk clubs and things like that, places like that, which I really liked. 
uh, and I was playing my own songs, you know, which was very difficult in those days, but it was, it was great. And I used to, in the daytime, I was a voracious reader, and I used to read a lot about spirituality, and I got in heavily into the paranormal. And, um, and I went, I had this old elderly lady that used to be like a mentor, and her name was Dorothy Whittle, and she's passed on now, but I used to go to her, and she'd give me books that she thought I would enjoy, and, uh, and, and I would read them. I, I used to read at least a book a day, because I had most of the day free when I'd work at night. And one day she said to me, uh, have you seen the ad in the paper for Superstar? And I said, yeah, I saw it, but I didn't think I had a decent voice, and it wasn't my thing. I'd never done any theater. And she said, if you go for it, it'll change your whole life. And since she said that, you know, I thought, then I've got to go. So I, I uh, went to the audition and there were hundreds and hundreds of people at the auditions in Melbourne, in Australia. And I almost gave up because it, I was there for hours. And I thought, oh, God, all these people are going to be great singers. But I went in and I did my, I sat, I walked center stage into the spotlight and I sang the song that I chose. And then two weeks later, they called me and said I had a, a part in the show. So she was right. And that was the beginning of a new life for me, certainly. Okay, now I have to cut in, which I promised I wouldn't, but I must <laughs> because I'm bursting. When I, <laughs> when I was 26 years old, I was friends with Ethel Meyer Johnson. Are you familiar with that name? I'm not, no. She was one of the greatest and the best foreseers of all, and she was on the level. Oh, okay. She told me so many things that came to pass. Yeah. The thing that astounded me was she said, you are not going to have any great success until your older years, and there's going to be a crossroad that you must choose which way to go. If you choose oh. the correct way, you're going to be very successful. Yeah. If you choose the other way, you will remain as you are now forever. Well, when I met Jimmy Starr, because Jimmy Starr and I are legally married, we're the first gay couple to have a talk show. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, that was my crossroad because I was going to come out of who I was to become who I am publicly. Yeah and discuss yeah. my marriage, and I was against it, and I thought, Jimmy, I can't handle it. And also, I don't like radio, I'm television, because I had a television show in California where I never said I was gay, I just interviewed the great legends of Hollywood. Right. So it was my crossroad, and I chose to go with Jimmy, and here we have great success, and now I'm world famous and, and uh, successful. So Ethel Maya Johnson, look her up, folks. I she's, will. I remember that name. Yes. Oh, she's got a history, my friend. She worked with the Dutch guy. What was his name? They used to contact people. They were phenomenal uh, foreseers. Uh, for, right. for, foreseers, yeah. Mediums, yeah. Yeah, mediums. Back to Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way it works. So... So at Jesus Christ Superstar, that's where you met Russell too. How do you got? Which one of you guys is older? Russell is a year, a year and uh, four days older than myself. Okay. Um, yeah, but okay. I, I, I met Russell on the very first day. I think because we were the only two people in the show that didn't know someone else there in theater. You know, it, it's very clicky. People stick together. And a lot of people go from one production to the next. But Russell and I were the, the lonely strangers there. And so we, 
we actually started talking and said, oh, hi, you know, because I wasn't speaking to anyone. I didn't know anyone. And then when all the chorus sat down to sing for the first time, like there was 34 of us, uh, Russell and I sat next to each other because we just said hello. And when I heard the whole chorus sing for the very first time, I mean, the hairs on the back of my neck just stood up. It was amazing. And then I noticed that this guy next to me with the big afro had the most incredible <laughs> had the most incredible voice. And I went, wow, what a great voice he's got. And I thought to myself, I'd love to work with him, you know. And so we started rehearsal and they paired off the apostles in in pairs. And Russell became my uh pair. My pair, yeah. <laughs> He was, and uh, so we got to know each other. Then we discovered, first of all, that we were born in the same month. We had the same name. We both saw the Beatles uh, in 64. I saw them in England, and Russell saw them in Australia. So, and we both loved the Beatles. So we had this, uh, these things that were very, very similar. We had great similarities, and we thought the same. We used to laugh at the same things. So we had this common bond pretty Straight away in the and show. Then you, know. then you actually became two less lonely people in the world. We were the two less lonely people, yeah. <laughs> hey. Which we you have to love it. Uh, I think that's fabulous. And Interruption. Where'd that song come from? We love that song. Oh, you know, it, I mean, I never know where any of the songs come from. They just kind of appear, you know. I mean, I, I write all the time, every day, and I just hear them. I just hear the songs, you know. When I wake up, in the morning, I usually hear a song in my head and, you know, I either decide to go and work on it or I have a cup of tea and I'll do it later. You know, depends. But, the, you know, songs are always around me, you know, always. I think and, that... And the lyrics as well. You did the lyrics. Yes. yes. Terrific. It's fabulous work, my friend. And also, oh, I you. tell you, do you know the old actor from Hollywood, Ronald Coleman? Oh, I know the name, certainly. Well, you sound just like him. Oh, do I really? You yeah. know, people people think I, when I'm on the phone and I don't know the person, they, they think I'm Michael Caine. Yes. Well, Michael's a little more cockney than you, but yeah. you have a beautiful... That's absolutely ridiculous. There you go. I like Michael Caine at all. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that the wine? Fabulous. That was fabulous. But you have a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful speaking voice. You've got to do voiceovers. Talk to Jimmy later. <laughs> You know, people people have said that to me for years. <laughs> I'd love to. I have an audiobook company, and so, like, we put out audiobooks by all kinds of cool people. We could even, like, put out your nearly beloved collection of poems. You could read it, and then we could release it as an audiobook. I would love to do that. That would be great. I'll shoot you an email later. <laughs> all right. The, the yeah. deal is made. The deal is made. Which we might as well go to that. I mean, we're going to jump around all over the place anyway. Um, like, do you, do you start things in poems to turn them into songs, or how does it work? By the way, everybody, if you go to airsupplymusic.com and, and hit items for sale, I think, or whatever, he, uh, Russell ha Graham has a, a book called Nearly Beloved. It's a collection of his poems. Um, also, a lot of his poems, you can read them if you go to the Air Supply Music Facebook page, which has like 1.7 million likes. Um, but, like, do you put songs into poems, or do you start them as poems and turn them into songs, or are they just both separate? They're both separate, yeah. I mean, I have put and the occasional poem into a song but usually i like to keep them separate because i think they're quite different you know the the meter's totally different but i do you know i put a 
a new poem up every Sunday on our Facebook page. And a lot of people like it, but I keep those very short and simple because, I mean, I've loved poetry since I was 10 years old. And I, I also love the long ones that, that some of them are like 50 pages, you know, poems like The Ancient Mariner and a lot of uh, really older poems from the 18th century are, are quite long. But I'm, I'm very aware that people new to poetry don't want to sit down and read something for like two hours. They, so I make my poems now, the ones for Sunday at least, uh, very short. They're just two verses, but the message is quite profound, I think. And, and I think people really enjoy them because they get something out of it. You know? I actually well, went here's, to the... here's a great poem. Roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> and it's original. I just yes. invented it. I just created it. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Also, you guys it took if, a lot of thought. <laughs> if you go to airsupplymusic.com, you guys, too, I think there's a place that you can actually order an autographed copy of Nearly Beloved, and that way Rus Graham, Graham Russell will sign it for you. I keep getting messed up between all these, like, Russells. <laughs> I know. It's happened to us forever. I mean, when we meet people, they'll say, which one are you? So usually I say I'm the tall guy and he's the short guy because I'm, I'm six feet five inches and Russell's five seven. You know. Well, you know how a lot of Hollywood stars, uh, their husbands hate being called by their name? Like, you know, like Sophia Loren, for example. Her husband yeah. would be called Mr. Loren. Well, yeah. Jane and I used to go to dinner. They'd say to me, Mr. Russell, was, was, oh, right, yeah. was it satisfactory? And I said, well, I don't know. I'll ask my wife, <laughs> Jane. Oh, wow. <laughs> satisfactory. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I was and never Russell. offended by being – we were we, – when we went, we did a uh, red carpet in Florida – for her oh, film, wow. gentleman for a blonde, and they said, and here comes Mr. and Mrs. Russell. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> fabulous. too good. Fabulous, you know. Yeah, that's too good. Far yeah. out. Love it. What a thrill knowing Jane Russell. Oh, I spoke about it before. Jane and I were buddies. She's a Gemini. She's a broad. Oh, she was she? I am too. Yes, I am a Gemini also. And oh. Jane was abroad. She hated phonies. If you did Darling, Let's Do Lunch, she'd say, please, I'm going to throw up. She, oh, no way. Oh, she was a regular. She was a cowboy. And oh, my, wow. dearest, my dearest friend, and I love and adore her, uh, she was just a buddy of buddies. I mean, you couldn't get a better friend in the world. My, but, what, what was her birthday? Do you remember? Yes. Uh, she. Oh, yes, I remember. June. Oh, my God. No, not June. That's... I, she, yeah, we June. Beginning of June is, is Gemini. Yeah, but June, I've got the number. I think June 20. No, that's too late. Gemini ends like on the 11th or something or 15th. Oh, it could have been uh, in May as well. Somebody, somebody in our chat room, look up Jane Russell's birthday for me. Actually, too, uh, Graham, uh, my uh, chat is telling me to tell you to sit close or speak closer into your mic. I hear you. Okay. But, I hear but you. That way. Too. <laughs> but one, one thing about Jane, Jane stayed at my house like dozens of times, and I stayed at her house. She would come out of a shower at 89 years old. Oh, my. Look as gorgeous as when she was young. I've never seen an old lady look so beautiful as Jane Russell without makeup. She well, just well. was structurally gorgeous. Yeah, she was beautiful, absolutely. And thin, and the legs on her. She threw in the pool. She came out of the pool. I said, where did you get those legs, you old bag? Look at you. You're almost 90. You got legs like a 20-year-old. And she'd wow. walk by and she'd say, shut up. <laughs> That's too weird. My sister's name is Jane, too. She was Jane Russell. Is that funny? <laughs> she must yeah. have ribbed a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. so 
let's move forward with music a little bit because one thing I want to do, uh, first of all, I want to talk about some of your other hit songs, and we're going to play your new song, which I actually adore. Yeah, adore you, yes. <laughs> and, I adore uh, you. And uh, uh, I want to talk about that and also the video because it's got a phenomenal video for it. And uh, But first of all, I have to say, I think Two Less Lonely People in the World is like probably like my favorite. It's kind of like Ron and Mai's song. Oh. It comes on in the car all the time. But also, we just played Goodbye before you came on. And, and that's yeah. probably like one of my favorite ballads of all time. And I just want to talk a little bit to the, first of all, the fact that you guys are two straight guys writing like probably the most romantic um, romantic music ever written, you know, for anybody to like listen to. Um, and I think I was, I went online and read all these like things about you guys and how uh, a lot of the gay population was so upset that you guys weren't actually like together and you weren't actually like lovers that you just like right. were the yeah. band together, but, but how disappointed they were because you wrote the most romantic things and they thought Jimmy, it would be so Jimmy, great. If you, wait, I, want, I have to interrupt because it's important. See, I told you you can't keep no, his no, mouth no. shut. No, no, no. Only because he goes on, he goes on and I lose the moment. He, he believes, Graham believes in the spirit world. In the spirit world, there's no such thing as sex. But two men can love each other. Oh, of course yeah. they can. And create love without sex. They don't have to be homosexual. So this right. is the spirit world. And he get, this man has is, is got grace because he dreams in the morning. He doesn't realize it. The songs that he's singing and humming in the morning, he has just dreamt. Yeah. And, and now he's re repeating them because they have been sent to him in his sleep and his relationship with this other fellow is a love affair russell hitchcock it's, russell hitchcock it's just not a sexual affair right Absolutely. i know and every interview everything i read said you know that you guys are like best friends you've been friends forever um it's all fabulous i think it's like really cool um i think i just think that that the, the actual romantic because like it's it's not like you guys are doing, you know, rock anthems. You know, these are like like ballads of like love and togetherness and and hurt, yeah. hurt and all these like emotions that people go through. And the fact that like basically there's hardly anybody else on the planet who's ever written songs like what you've done to compare. And yeah. I, number one, I think it's amazing. And number two, like how do you so do you do you agree with what Ron just said about like how you uh, about what you what he just said? So well, I do, I do, yeah. And, you know, since the beginning of our career. Everyone has always thought that Russell and I were gay lovers, you know, and I think I think a majority of people still think that, but that's never been the case. The thing was, I think when we first came on the scene, we were the only two guys like that that uh, that uh, created these kind of records, you know, and they're very very romantic, they're very deep, and they have a great message, and nobody else was doing it so they didn't have anything else to compare you know um but when you know when we started to become successful in australia first they certainly thought we were definitely an item you know and and nothing we could say could move them from that and so in the end we we didn't really defend ourselves we said hey think whatever you like that's not important I can find out in a minute if you two are lovers. Have you ever gone picking out China together? <laughs> no, we never have. <laughs> <laughs> you're straight. Then you're straight. <laughs> I'm straight. You know, Actually, it's funny because Russell and I, uh, we have so much in common, and yet we're so different. Like, for instance, um, you know, I, I'm a big outdoors person. I live on a huge ranch that's two square miles uh, in its entire in its uh, size, um, 
Russell is a, he likes to live in the city. He never goes out anywhere except to go to restaurants. Uh, uh, he stays indoors. I'm an outdoors person. I love getting out, hiking uh, and camping and doing all that. But a Gemini. I'm a Gemini, yeah, but he's the complete opposite, you know. He loves going out to dinner, and which is great. Uh, but in that end of it, like when he comes to my house, we used to record up here quite a lot. Uh, he would be, uh, I mean, he would love it because of the space and everything, but he would run out of things to do. Like if I say, let's go and take a hike, he wouldn't want to do that. That's not who he is. And But the thing is, we both respect each other, each other's differences. And that's why we've never, ever had an argument in our entire career because we have such great respect for each other. I know he wants, he likes to do certain things. And he do, and he knows I like to do certain now, things. Graham, we Graham, we just allow each other to do that, you know. Answer me this question, and it may be crazy. Do you think he was your father or your son in a prior life? Because I firmly believed Jane Russell was my mother in a prior life. Right. Because of the similarities and because of the connection and yeah. how that. Do you? Well, I'm a, I'm a big family, I am a big believer in that too. So he was a family member. You could love him so much because he was your son. Yeah, I think we certainly have seen each other in other lives. There's no doubt right. because right. when we first met, uh, we got on so well so quickly. It was frightening. And after a few days, I said, "Are you? Would you be interested in creating a band or something?" so that when Superstar finishes, we have something to go to. And he said, that's what a great idea. And that's how we began. You know, that was like after the first week we'd met each other, Air Supply was, uh, was that was the, the embryo of Air Supply, if you like. It was preordained. Yeah, we've always said that it was absolutely preordained. There's absolutely no doubt, you know. So let's go to let's go to the I adore you because we've only got thirteen minutes left, um, okay. and I play the song so we can talk about it. So tell us a little bit about I adore you. It's a brand new song that came out last year. Um, it's yeah. got a phenomenal video. You guys, you have to see. Um, you can go on YouTube uh, and just plug in Air Supply. I adore you. Tell us a little bit about the song. Well, I wrote the song in Brazil last year, but uh, and it came up. You know, I wrote the song in about half an hour, which is normal for me. But as soon as I wrote it, I called Russell because I was in my room. I called him. I said, I want you to listen to this song. And I just played it for him there and then, uh, reading the lyrics. And he said, oh, wow, this is one of those songs. And I thought it was too. But I always like to get his confirmation. And I said to him, I said, this is going to be one of the great songs that we put out. He said, yeah. So we started it. And when we were recording it, it just had that feeling, you know. And we know what that feeling is and it happened pretty fast and we said well let's let's do let's do a video for it even though there aren't that many outlets anymore for video uh, apart from uh, you know social media we said let's do one and we we contacted a director friend of ours who's worked with us in the past named Nick Fry and he said you know the song is so uh, worldly it's, it's not for anyone in particular. It's for everyone. And it's not just for a guy and a, a girl saying I adore you. It's for, uh, it's for guys that have uh, relationships with guys. It's for ladies that have relationships with ladies. For mothers and daughters and sons and fathers. It's for everyone. So we tried to incorporate that in the video. And that's why we have 
there's several gay couples in there. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love. It. I think that's yeah. fabulous. Thank, thank you for thinking of us. We appreciate it. No, I think yeah. that's. And I think the word adore is a word that people don't use a whole lot anymore. And so I, I think do. that I know you do, but I, I think I don't think that uh, that that all generations right. that word. I think it's fabulous. And and one of the really cool things about the video, besides the fact that you show a, a vast majority and variety of people in the videos, the thing at the end where the adore goes lit on the guy's hand or arm, yeah. like that is yeah. the. Like such a cool effect, and it really like had a lot of meaning in the whole thing. Jimmy, so. I say to you, how many times do I say to you, I don't love you. I adore you. I adore <laughs> you. Yeah. You're right. It's a word that people don't use. You know, I use it now and again. Right. From and my when I thought about it in, as the, in the title, I just sang it, and I thought, wow, adore you. I haven't, I've never used adore you in a song. Of course, uh, there's the... My eyes adored you, you know, the, uh, Frankie, the Frankie Valli song, that, which that is a great from song. My day. That was from the 50s, my day. So yes. we, we used yeah. words like um, stunning and adore, and uh, we used words that they don't use today. Today they use four-letter words. Yeah, that's true. So here's what I want to do. Uh, Chad's going to play it for us. You introduce the song for us, and then you hang on, because it's only like three minutes long, and then yeah. we'll have a couple minutes to talk afterwards, but we want everybody to hear the new single. Okay, great. Do you want me to intro it? Yeah, intro. This is Air Supply with their new song, new track. It's called I Adore You. I believe we were meant for each other. There will be no other in our story. Some things last forever And she is standing right here before me I will never let you go And I will never fail to prove my love to you And there's something you should know Mind if I adore you For as long as it will take Do you mind if I adore you Every moment I'm Just beginning Why my heart is always singing When I'm near you And I believe That these paths are softly spoken Are now the deepest ocean We can fall into I will never let you go I will show my love is true And there's something you should know
everybody. So that's I Adore You from Air Supply. We have Graham Russell on the line, and uh, everybody, several people in the chat room were saying things like that would be a great wedding song, and maybe because we have totally, Goddess is getting married. Totally. Goddess is getting married. Well, one day she is because she's never going She's never going to get married. <laughs> She's just playing this guy for a game. I don't know. I got to talk to Goddess. So, you guys, everybody go to YouTube and listen to it. It's a great song, Graham. It's beautiful. The vocals are beautiful. The lyrics are beautiful. The video, you guys, go on YouTube. It's super fabulous. Thank uh, you so much, guys. And and also, you guys, if you go on iTunes, I mean, there's every Air Supply. There's so many albums of Air Supply. You got to make sure you get all the staple songs besides the ones we've played on the show. Two Less Lonely People in the World, Making Love Out of Nothing at All, Goodbye, which is my favorite. I adore you. You have Sweet Dreams. Here I am, every woman in the world, the one that you love, even the nights are better, always, all out of love, now and forever, lost in love, chances. You want to like download the entire catalog, not that they need the money, but because you guys actually just love the music and, 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 and want and, great music. And, and I Adore You can give you young people something of years ago when we sang songs to people that we adored them because they were beautiful and gracious and gorgeous instead of, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to cut you, bitch. I mean... Yeah. That sort of nonsense that the kids are singing today. I mean, when Johnny Mathis used to sing, stand there just a moment, darling, let me catch my breath. I've yeah, never yeah. seen a picture quite so lovely. If anybody yeah. sang that to me, I'd fall in love with them in a minute. Rather yeah. than, come here, woman, I'm going to kick you in your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should ask him, so do you listen to modern music at all, Graham? You know, I, I listen to very little. I, it just doesn't turn me on, to be quite honest. I mean, I'm a big classical music fan. I love listening to classical music. That's what really inspires me. But I listen to some. You know, uh, I love Sting and Peter Gabriel. But the new the new acts are a little strange for me, you know. Absolutely. I agree. I, I, I just bought the Johnny Mantis 50 collection. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's yeah. 50 songs that he's never published. Oh, all, wow. un, all unpublished songs. Now, I'm trying to do a deal with Lainey Kazan. You know Lainey Kazan? I do, yeah. Yeah. To get, she's got a bunch of songs never published. I said, Jimmy could put them on his record label. Jimmy has a record label, too. Right. <laughs> Tell well, her about the record label, Jimmy. I actually do. We're the Spectrum Music Group. We're the largest independent record label on the planet, actually. We have all kinds of big artists. Yeah, maybe so I'll if send you have some any, info on that, yeah, too. <laughs> if, you have any, if you have any unpublished music you want to throw our way, we would love to publish it. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I write musicals now, too. I'm in my fifth musical. Oh, so, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I... We'll have to talk about that on another time. Absolutely. I, I'm very good friends with Fran Bazaar, who was the producer of, um, oh, my God. Memphis. Memphis. She's oh, a wow. friend of mine. I have to turn you on to her. Her and Nick yeah. Demas. Nick Demas, the producer, also. They do all Broadway. Dear friends of mine. To oh, turn wow. on, maybe you could, because they're looking, by the way, for something. They oh, really I've, got, I've got something they're going to love. You know what? After the show, we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> I have your okay. email. Is it okay? I'll just send you an email, and that way you've got all our information. Yeah, which one do you have? The 12 string one? I have the one that, that your fabulous publicist, Steve Levesque, don't give oh, well, of course, yeah. That's that's my email. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to give that over the not, air. No, don't I, give I, the I private know that. email. So we want to actually, because you guys, we've only got a minute and a half left. First of all, we want to thank Steve Levesque from Luck Media and Marketing for setting this whole thing up. We want to yeah. thank Sam Russell from Air Supply. Uh, Air Supply, one of the greatest bands ever to live on the planet. So excited that you were here and can't wait to have you back. You guys, Air Supply has a bunch of concert dates. They're going to be in Minnesota in two days. Little Rock, uh, see Michigan, Missouri. California, you can go to airsupplymusic.com for the tour dates. Um, 
Oh, listen, if we come to see you, you'll comp us, okay? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> do that Actually, aren't you guys going to be in New Jersey sometime next month? I think you yeah, are. Yeah, we are. I'm not well, sure. We're we're, we're, check the site. We are coming to New Jersey, yeah. Well, we're okay. going to be there. Yeah, we're going to oh, we'll send you an email Absolutely. about that one. Absolutely, we're going to be there. Um, so every Steve hookers up. And we'll, and we'll promo that show to death. There you okay, go. Great. Um, all right. So also, uh, how come you're not on Twitter? We need to get you on Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I don't go on. I've never actually been on Twitter, to be quite honest. I know. There's I'm a not, Twitter of yeah, you. I'm usually not the social media guy. I leave that to other people that are good at it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we miss you on Twitter. But everybody, if you want to read his poems, you can definitely check out Air Supply Music on Facebook. It comes up every Sunday, a new poem. Or... Get his book of poetry, Nearly Beloved, by going to airsupplymusic.com. We want to thank you so wait, much. Wait, for wait, wait. And if you want to hear my poetry, Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue. Oh, sounds go, good. Go on my Facebook page. Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue. I eat pasta. How about you? See what <laughs> there I- you go. <laughs> Graham, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll shoot you an email later on. Um, we'll talk good about, luck with your shows yes. that you've got coming on. Say thank hello you to guys. your wife, Jody, and please uh, send our best to Russell Hitchcock also. Your delight. Come back. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Uh-huh. Bye now. Bye-bye. What a great guy. What a nice Was that human. a cool guy, you guys, or what? Like, that's what, just the what coolest a, thing what ever. What a fine, decent, elegant human being. And Charming. they got the best songs on the planet. And, and of course, uh, we love the group. You guys definitely want to get his solo album. It's called The Future. Russell Hitchcock's got a solo album called Take Time. They're both awesome. I downloaded them today. They're super fabulous. And, uh, and, and we want to thank everybody wait, for wait, tuning and in. When they, and when they come to our home in Palm Springs for dinner, it, with their permission, we'll do photographs and a story about it for you. There you go. Chad, thank you so much. Everybody, My pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Always up the clothes of Jimmy. Beige, I'm your one wanna be. Jimmy Star, new celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy Star. He'll dress you right. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.